welcome back to our Music Ed Tech For You podcast series. We've been a little bit busy with everything going on across the city, um, getting to the end of hopefully some of the lockdown. So I thought this week we might reflect on some of the strategies you've used and I've used to, I suppose, prepare resources and be ready to go each week. This has been ongoing and there's certain things I think we've found that have been useful and also, I suppose, um, helpful in in us being organized because I think one of the things about each week is we have to respond even now to new things so maybe if you'd like to share with us some of your stuff you've been doing you know to get students ready I know we're going towards exams as well but what what are some of the things you found useful to do well Brad you know um, I really began to uh, rely on kind of my organizational structures that I normally have for all of my online classes and my online class design and so specifically for me when we had to do the quick uh, shift to the remote learning really um I decided to use the same structure format that I normally use for my online classes, which is um, I have announcements folder, I have a student resources folder, I have assessment folder, and um, I have a content folder. And so uh, that's all on my desktop. And so as I, you know, would create a video or whatever it was so it's more or less that flipped classroom experience I would then put it into my desktop uh, folder and then I would get my actual learning management system to mirror what my desktop had to me that was a really really helpful thing because then I could actually see how I was moving forward in the weekly uh, content and that was a helpful you know piece for me because then I could go in uh, for the next week that I knew that I'd have to build the PowerPoint and the presentation and all of that and I had a basic structure for each of the PowerPoints the weekly content that I'd be giving and so for me you know having how we kind of the housekeeping items in the PowerPoint having the takeaways at the end point Um, All of those important aspects of course design were actually hit into each of the lessons. Of particular note, I kind of helped myself in time effective, in using my time effectively by going and taking those PowerPoints, a couple of the PowerPoint slides, doing a screenshot of them. Uh, specifically for takeaways from the week or uh, and weekly reflections, which I wanted to reinforce as a wrap-up to the class, what we were doing. I used those and I put them back into the learning management system as a really quick way for students to use as a, oh, reminder, I did that in that class. Okay, that's good. Um, of course, they could go and grab the PowerPoint slides, which um, I had as notes um, before the students mm-hmm. actually came into the live stream classes. Um, tried to make sure that those were up at least a day prior to so that they could grab them. I think that that was a really, really helpful technique for students to um, to see what they're about to get in the class with a little bit mm. of, um, you know, uh, information ahead of time. And of course, it's not full information three weeks ahead of time, like an online learning class you would have. Uh, but it was more resembling that uh, face-to-face scenario of what we're going to take in this week and which let me have a little bit of less anxiety as well. How about you, Brad? What were you doing? Yeah, same same sort of thing. I mean, we um, I found that each week as I was doing different classes, whether it was, you know, like a guitar group lesson I was doing or some of my other online groups, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'd sometimes, because I'd flipped things the week prior, so I'd put up small screencasts or videos mm-hmm. and basically give them a what we, what it used to be a two-hour session in maybe 25, 30 minutes. I'd um, often only go for an hour, an hour 15, or whatever it was in the lesson, but then uh, I would, like you were saying, because of the organisation structures we'd established, I'd then say, okay... This is what I'm going to put in the discussion. And you can come back to me with questions, but also come back to me with um, areas you still think we need to fill. Yeah. Whether it was whether it was like a guitar student saying, oh, what does second position look like? Or whether it was a research student saying, hey, can you give me a bit more on this sort of methodology? So that's been useful. The other thing is for me is almost, as you said, with your file structure, for me it's been getting to like a, a Sunday or a Monday and knowing that I've almost got a routine now where I try to create my resources uh, and lessons uh, and things I'm going to need for later in the week because I've found that with COVID we have to be generally available to respond to a lot of student needs whether it's a one-on-one quick lesson whether it's a um, an extra meeting um, and that's something that I've found is good to have available um, sort of on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and even part of Thursday. And that way, by having the Monday piece done, um, I try to upload those things. And also, like you were saying, using your announcements, sometimes what I do is just for, for ease of access, I'll actually drop the links into the announcement as well as the module because I think what happens is with the inundation of so many, um, let's call it sort of emails or announcements, um, coming through, students need clarity mm. on that, and I, I know we've talked about it before, but yeah, that's been one of those things. And for me, I think what we've learnt as teachers and also as learners is that you know there is a an element of creativity we can bring in, but in times like this, I think what we also need to do is rely on structures mm-hmm. that work well yeah. and learn how we learn best. And what I've learned is that certain students learn in different ways so I almost know who's going to ask the same sort of question but that's cool because I'm actually prepared yeah. for it. You know you, you mentioned the announcement part and uh, what I actually did and some people might think this is cheating but um, and I'm totally pulling back the curtain on some of my um, how I design and teach but I actually created all of my announcements for to go out on Monday and I literally just took things from the syllabus or what we call the subject guide of of what the students needed to read for my Thursday lecture. And I actually sent it out every um, that little snippet of information every Monday morning around 8 a.m. I gave the students, you know, the weekend, didn't want them thinking about, you know, any of the lecture. But then come Monday, it's just a reminder, this is what, you know, we're, is happening on Thursday. And students mm-hmm. found that really helpful because it was a reminder of, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to be talking about. Give them a little bit of a... Um, uh, of an opportunity to think about it and go, yep, I've done the reading and this, these are the questions. And then when we got to Thursday, I actually didn't go, you know, page by page, of course, through through the mm. readings mm. or through the through the videos. I actually ha- used that time as discussions. And we just pulled totally. it open, like just wide open and said, well, you know, what about this versus this? And we got some really deep discussions going. Um, and part of an... Uh, like looking at how different, because we have such a broad international um, 
spectrum in uh, my particular class as well, I was like, how do you respond to this in your uh, country and in your um, music education system? And how do you respond to this to another person? And and we got this really rich uh, discussion going and realization of, you know, music education is taught so differently around the world, but there are some pretty um, similar aspects to it. Common, yeah, common so things. it was good. Yeah, look, I mean, on on that, I mean, what's one thing I found was that where in the past, if I was doing maybe a, a class and I'd be taking them to a web page and I'd be saying, well, I want you to go here this week, what I've actually found is because of the the gap or the, the void of not having the face-to-face where I can just maybe explain things, particularly, again, to internationals, the other night I just did a five or six for my announcement. It wasn't the usual text link come in. It was just a quick mm-hmm. video, and I said, I want you to go. We're doing literature reviews, for example. I said, here's a couple of great sites. This is where I want you to look. Can you answer these questions for me and come and be ready to mm-hmm. chat? And then as soon as we arrive in the class, there's no need for me to actually say, have you looked mm-hmm. at it? The expectation or the goal's been yeah. set, and bang, away we go. And I think um, there's some of the takeaways I've got, but I think it's been good tonight because we've covered a – in a sort of a quick way, we've covered a wide range of stuff that can possibly be adapted. It doesn't have to just be for, um, you know, instrumental lessons or for a class. It could be across any form of teaching, yeah. composition, performance, etc. I think that, you know, those are just really effective ways to teaching in the online environment. And, uh, you know, you definitely need the organization. You definitely need to have students coming and uh, being able to access the resources ahead of time. And uh, that's used through uh, what you described as flipping the class. And they need the announcements. They need to know we expect them to have something done because that really helps with the predictability. And, you know, that self-determination theory and all that self-regulation theory that we keep talking about um, and writing about in our research we really had to um, you know pull that up and and use it so it's uh, oh totally and that just just to go there I mean those kids I think in the classes have actually um, have actually valued that yeah. I mean, in the past where there's in the past where they're in hallways and they can sort of ask questions I think because of other factors that are maybe um, hanging outside their normal study, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's just survival for a lot of people yeah. in terms of just keeping their, their well-being together. In some ways, having that regular announcement, like you're saying, and having almost someone saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. They don't have to overthink it. And in some ways, although that's not always perhaps what we would have done previously, I think that's become a very good sort of means of of getting them through and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to managing the le- manage the learner as well as manage the learning yeah. and i think that's been something i've taken away from the the covid experience so far yeah. you know what brad i wonder what uh, some of our listeners have done to help themselves you know um, enable themselves to effective mm effectively lift and shift <laughs> in this uh, yeah, situation. Exactly. So yeah, well, it'll be interesting to find out. I mean, when we tweet this out later on, maybe we can um, put a question up there and see if anyone wants to come back to yeah, us. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love know. to hear from you, y'all, um, and uh, take advantage of, you know, um, what this experience has been for you and uh, share it with, with us and we can um, share it with others as well. Great. Well, that's been really good chatting Excellent. and um, some good ideas there. So if you've got anything for us, come back and uh, talk to us either via the webpage or the, um, the Twitter handle. The webpage is www.musicedtech4u. That's the number four. And the Twitter handle is at musicedtech4u.
for you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye.